previously on living truthfully when a man expresses emotion let's try not to shut him down let's try not to minimize whatever emotion is expressing invalidate it yes if he's expressing love allow him to express it if he's expressing hurt and pain allow him to do it if he's expressing anger allow him to do it of course all in healthy ways it's in that step that even he is able to grow as a person and whoever you are next to him whether it's a significant other or a friend your relationship grows as a result of that safe space as well Hi living truthfully listeners and welcome to episode 6 of Living Truthfully it's a new year and so happy new year to you i am so happy uh, at the beginning of this year because especially of the feedback that you have given me thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for this feedback that the the conversations that have been started by what i did with Marcus Olang on the episodes 4 and 5 truth is not neat and even some of the feedback from the first episode healing uh, through acceptance i cannot be i cannot begin to say how humbling that is but what's crazy is that a lot of this feedback is also from my friends and you have come and said um amani this is what i'm going through and you've shared your stories and i found myself almost in the counseling space well i'm happy to share my opinions but i think what i've also just gone through is realizing I'm st- I still have stuff to deal with and I still have um issues that I have not resolved and so I decided for the next couple of episodes I'm going to invite uh, someone who can actually help me and hopefully in turn help us uh, with some of the issues that we're dealing with and especially from a male perspective and so ladies and gentlemen on this episode and the next one we will have dr oscar githua let me tell you guys we have not met an amazing human being like this one he is the first forensic psychologist in east and central africa and he's also an assistant professor of psychology at usu africa The guy holds a doctorate degree in forensic psychology from California School of Forensic Studies in Los Angeles, California. I, I any his qualifications are so many I don't even know how to how to give all of them but let me say uh, first he's my friend uh, we were in school together at some point uh, but Dr. Oscar is also known for the leadership for being a leadership team member responding to the devastating Garissa University College terror attack that happened a few years ago and he provided trauma interventions for the affected students this man has been at the forefront of drafting the psychologists and counselors bill 2014 which was signed into law that same year he has been um you know at the forefront of doing research uh, on on matters um psychology and mental health he is you know he's been named business daily top 40 under 40 i, I mean the guy is just like one super psychologist and i'm honored to call him my friend and guess what he's here 
Wow. In That's studio. It's really humbling. <laughs> no, it's true. And I'm so glad you came. Thank you. Oh, no, it's my, my honor. You know, I think that this is, it's right, you know. It is. It is. It right. is. And look, let's get straight into it. Okay. Um, you you had you had my podcast. I, I sent you my podcast to listen to. And, yes. And you know a bit of my story because we've had these conversations with you. Yes. Um, what was your first reaction? Wow. I mean, first of all, I just think that your the way you share your story is mm. so authentic. Ah, uh, thanks. And it's so real. Mm. And it's time for men to stop veiling themselves in this societal fakeness. Mm. And when I say societal fakeness, it's not a judgment call. Mm. It's an expectation that people need to only show themselves when they're okay. Mm. What you've done, Amani, for men in this country and even in the interwebs and everyone who's going to be listening is you've shown that men can actually be vulnerable mm. and speak about what's really affecting them. My first reaction was like, this is genius and it's amazing because for me, it is a space where we have to operate from, being authentic. Mm. My other reaction was, this is such food for thought and such food for conversation because mm. a lot of people are paining, mm. they're hurting and they don't know, they don't have an outlet of not even seeking help but mm. even just having the conversation. Mm. You see, what you've done is that you've opened up the space and I respect what you've done with regards to saying that you're going to do it, you're mm. going to lead the conversation, mm. Mm. but that you're also going to commit yourself to having the right people mm. um, in, in the studio uh, with you and, and recording this podcast from a professional perspective. And yeah, I think, you know, that is really what people need. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're about to start a podcast of your own. Absolutely, I'm about to. And, and I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying this on air so that I can set you up and, and make sure that you do. Thank you. And I want to say that you guys, when, when, when Doc starts his podcast, and I've asked that he has me as a guest Absolutely. on his podcast. Episode number one. Episode one. Yes. And he, he said he's going to do a topic. Yeah. Why men cheat. That's right. I, I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to start... There's too many soft introductions, mm. and I'm tired of them. And mm. I'm a straight shooter, I'm a free thinker, I'm a radical thinker sometimes, uh, even. But I think that if we cut to the chase, mm. we'll have a more honest conversation. Are, are you shouter. saying that there is a reason, Manchit? I'm saying that there's multiple reasons. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you, and we'll get, I mean. Okay, okay, no, that's enough. <laughs> we, the, yeah. Uh, if you want to listen. Yes. We'll be recording Doc's podcast soon. Absolutely. But I'm here to ask for your help as well. Mm. I'm dealing with my own... Um, I'm in my head. Yeah. Um, I've, I've gone through depression. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm out yet, to be honest. Yeah. I sought help and at some point <laughs> decided to figure myself out. Yeah. Um, I've made grievous mistakes. Yeah. But here I am. And the other shrink. I need help. Help me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> help me. Help me. <laughs> so, of course, um, I think I need your listeners to understand that, first of all, that I've known you for many years. Mm. And in our practice, we, we normally ethically don't do therapy with our friends because mm. of multiple relationships. However, mm. what we could do is, is just basically pinpointing pinpointing what 
might be some of the issues mm. that that led you to where you are. Mm. So, okay, I know, I know, I know a bit of your story. So I know that you were in a relationship for you're married for seven years. I was married for about seven years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna go into your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's that's in the beginning. Okay. The marriage is uh, where the symptoms show, mm. but where the illness mm-hmm. starts. Begin, might be from the before. beginning. So tell me a bit about your family. Like, you know, what, you know, mom, dad, uh, siblings, <clears throat> if you have any, tell tell me if you, you know, are they around, were they around, and, and what, what was it like growing up? So I was brought up by a single mom okay. for the first nine years mm-hmm. of my life. But okay. about nine years, eight, 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 eight years, eight okay. to nine years. Mm-hmm. She got married when I was uh, eight, going on to nine. Okay. To my stepdad, mm. so I didn't, I did not know my biological father, um, and I knew about him, I knew of him, I knew some things about him, but I did not meet him until I was eighteen. Um, my mom and stepdad, who is is a is is a gentleman, and I consider him my father now, and I've named yes. my son after him. Okay. Uh, like an amazing human being, mm. um, but they got they got now my brothers, my siblings. When I was when I was ten, mm. um, and so those have been you know the siblings that I've grown up with. Okay, and that's the environment. Um, my stepdad and I didn't see eye to eye for the for the longest time. I think that was my fault. Okay, uh, he did try. He did try to be you know. Um, to engage with me, okay. but ten, I was a preteen. Mm. Um, I was trying, you know, I was trying to figure out my own space as well. And then yeah. I become a teenager, and I was an angry, I was an angry teenager. I was not a troublesome one, yes, but I was an angry teenager. Okay, and I was really in my feels in in my teenage. Um, and then, at I think when I got into my adult life, I started to engage with the guy. Okay, and. In, in the last maybe 10 years, mm. we've become really good friends. Okay. That's my family background. Okay, I, I don't know if that's useful. No, it's useful. Very mm. useful. Mm. There's a thing, the few things you've said that already have jumped out at me. Mm. So, do you know anything about biological dad? I do. I, I know him. I met him when I was 18. Okay. He's around. Mm. He's a contributing member of the Kenyan society. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he has another family. Okay. I did really hope for a relationship with him, mm. and so when I met him, yeah. um, you know, I, I really thought that would be the beginning of this yeah. relationship and connection mm. with him. But I think his family obligations, with the family that he has now, yeah. um, made that hard, or whatever that prioritization would look like. Okay, and so there was a di- I went through a disillusionment yeah. uh, of. <laughs> You know, finally meeting him, finally starting to engage, and then mm-hmm. realizing that it may not be what I was hoping yes. it would be, and it's and I don't, I don't think he has actively like rejected me. Yes, um, but he's also not been involved, uh, and we we really don't have a father-son relationship. Okay. Wow, that was a big one mm. when I met when when I knew I was going to have a son. Yes. Because one of my dilemmas was, who, who do I name him? After? 
and so do I name him after my biological dad who I've met and mm. now I know where my roots come from and that's yes. why my Maranga name comes yes. from mm. or do I name him after this guy who's brought me up and now we've, we've started to form like a good relationship and mm. he's still the husband to my mom mm. and a father to my brothers and mm. um, I made eventually made the call to, to name my son after my stepdad yes. and I'm so glad I did because He's been a wonderful grandfather to my children. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, so that's pretty compelling to me. And there's a few reasons. Mm. You're now speaking as a money who's I'm figuring about 37, 38. 37. 37, right? Mm. Turn 38 uh, this year. Turning 38 this year. <coughs> what that means is that you are looking back with 2020 vision. And that's why you can say it that way. Mm. I want to go back to when you're nine years old. When you're nine years old, you're this kid who's been brought up by a single mom. Mm. Let me speak to the women who listen to your podcast. Women cannot raise men. And I know that sounds controversial. And a lot of people... But I believe it. Yeah? Mm. I believe believe that women women cannot raise men. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, there's a gap already. Mm. She's doing the best she can. She's Mm. raising a child. Mm. Because to you, you're her child, mm. but you're also this man mm. in a boy's mm. frame mm. growing up. And then she brings another man home, who of course you've said is an amazing man. Mm. But here's the thing about children. Children always want to side with the side of truth or the side of the true north, which is what they feel inside themselves intuitively. Mm. What that means is that for you, you'll be like, is this my father? Whether or not somebody comes and tells you that this is or is not your biological father. Mm. You ask yourself, is this my father? So, yeah. I, I think I, I I rejected then. Yes. I remember rejecting then yes. the idea that this man is my father. Absolutely. Because I knew... I knew he wasn't. Yes. I knew he wasn't my biological dad. Yeah. That one I knew for sure. Yeah. Um, I did feel like I was not given a chance yes. to speak into this conversation. Yes. So I remember like actually feeling I was played. Yes. Mom should have asked me whether And because you know that's you know, you know, Amani and, and you see this is what the problem usually is mm. when adults make decisions. And children are only there to be observers. Mm. And so while they're the ones who are responsible, they owe a conversation to their children. The mm. children are actually human beings mm. coming up. So the first point of your heart mm. and what we're going to be doing to take mm. tally today mm. is, apart from, I'm not talking about the days when you fell from wherever you're mm. playing, mm. you've been beaten, you've mm. been fighting. No, I'm not talking about that. Mm. Or your mom yelled at you because you did something. I'm talking about, I'm talking about those pervasive hearts mm. that stick inside your psyche. And it's like we have a bank as human beings of hearts mm. that we withdraw in the future. Oh, wow. What I'm trying to say is that then you deposited your first pain, memory of pain mm. psychically, and you deposited it. I've not been consulted. I've rejected this man. He's not my father. Mm then you now have to 
be the good boy because of that age developmentally mm. what's happening to you is that you're saying okay i still okay but then i still need to follow the rules of the adults mm. and mm. to to continue to live here and mm. to survive i have to listen to everything they say mm. then they bring along some joy your siblings mm. and and that's a good thing because children are somehow pure mm. and they they introduce this purity and know what your siblings did they sanitized your stepfather for you Mm. He now was not just a passerby, he was a committed person to your mom mm. and you were part of that conversation somehow mm. by him sticking around. And mm. why you can even call him a, a responsible and good man mm. is because he's done that and over the years he's proved to you that that mm. is who he is mm. as a person. Mm. And by the way, this is n- in no way to fault either your mom or your, 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 your stepdad, but to show you where now how we as human beings and how we perceive things and where they come from where we now start loading up the the, the heart. pain in the heart mm-hmm. you talked about being a, a an angry teenager mm. do you remember a time when you were angry and what you did um yes i i, I remember a particular time yeah. <clears throat> so i grew up thinking i still wanted to know my dad mm. i still wanted to know who my father was yeah. and I tell this story sometimes and I look back and I think it's surreal because yeah. I knew his name was Maranga. Yes. <clears throat> I knew what he did mm. as a job. Yeah. And so in those days there was no Facebook Mm-mm. and a Twitter and, and internet yeah to look up people. But we had our version of the of Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was called the telephone directory. <laughs> <'Cause this laughs> That's right. Book. Yes, the yellow pages <laughs> in the yeah, big one. Yeah, had almost everybody's name if they had a postal address yes and if they had a telephone number at home mm-hmm. and i narrowed down to two possible marangas in oh, wow. my teenage wow that could have been my father mm. <clears throat> and he ended up being one of them wow so one of the things that i remember as a teenager is just seeking for my dad mm. like really looking for my father second thing is i remember being angry at my mom Mm. for my not having a father. Mm. And I did read write mm. on a diary I used to keep as a as a as a child. Yeah. Um some pretty angry things. <laughs> mm. uh, and I called my mom a few names um because of that. Of the course. fact that I blamed her for me not having yeah. a father. Mm. Um in high school, that was in high school. Yeah. Um, I remember contemplating suicide wow. in high school. Wow. Um, I've never told many people this, yeah. um, but I actually thought about it, and I, I was gonna take pills mm. because I didn't think my life was worth it. Yeah. Um, all these people around would have their dads, and my yeah. best friend had a great, great relationship with his father at the time. Mm. I didn't feel like my folks were doing enough. They were. They were doing what they could, but I didn't feel like they were doing enough mm. <laughs> for me. And sometimes, I mean, school was hard. Yeah. Uh, what you're given for pocket money doesn't keep you going. And and I feel like they're not trying. And, and anyway, yeah. so I, I, I contemplated. I did not attempt. Mm. The reason I didn't attempt is because at the point when I was really just having this conversation, yeah. I thought about my brothers, mm. whom I loved dearly, Absolutely. and I loved dearly. They're twins. Yeah. And 
I I actually remember one day thinking about my brothers attending my funeral mm. and how heartbroken they would be. Oh. And I in my mind, I don't know if it was a dream or it was just a thought. I can't remember, but in my mind I saw them cry and heartbroken. Mm. And I couldn't stand that. Mm. And that's a reason I did not attend. Wow. Compelling. Compelling money. I mean a lot of stuff is coming out and it's not surprising to me. As an angry teenager, you know, I think the listeners need to understand that teenagehood is about where about identity formation. Mm. And we're struggling between the question of who am I? Mm. What is my clique? But it's not just about who do I roll with and what do I believe in, mm. but where do I come from? Mm. And so therefore your feelings of nihilism, of being nihilistic and 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 not having a not having meaning or a destiny or that your life was not important is not inconsistent with your experience it didn't make any sense to you because you are seeing all these other people who are successful mm. with knowing who their fathers were and all that and remember i mentioned that your siblings came to save your mm. they your, did your stepdad yeah. they saved you too because you didn't take your life Several because of thinking, of right man. because of thinking about them and then also something else happened to you you turned into a sleuth <laughs> you are an investigator I was an NA I was NIS yes. I can find you I can <laughs> find you which means to me that as a teenager <clears throat> probably playing the role of a detective is not what most young people are doing they're busy troubling their their parents mm-hmm. as soon as they should mm. and not wondering whether they are their parents mm. but if you were engaged with this you know shortlisting to two people using yellow pages kind of a thing knowing they you know you know wondering whether one of them is mm. you know luckily for you one mm. of them turns out to mm. be mm. but then here's the other thing that I want to bring to your attention remember we talked about expectation at some point mm. it starts setting you up setting me up for what for disappointment mm. because now there's a ideal situation which you're crafting mm. of who your dad is mm. because you don't live with him mm. you don't know him and so to you he's superman mm. to you he's this amazing guy i had this image of what yeah, of he what could you, be who thought yeah. he could be and yeah. who he was yeah and so you're like my mom is the one standing in the way of me knowing this superhuman mm. yeah Then when you when you finish high school you when you when, when you're 18 yes. rather yes you meet him uh, yes i did and how was that like what this is living truthfully <laughs> 